We need to get a settled 11 that plays friendlies and plays qualifiers. They get about three quarters of the way up the pitch. They can't take a guy on. For the match, in a month's time, it could be a very different Scotland. Ryan Fraser was a breath of fresh air. Came into the game with just one purpose, and that was to win. Do you see a different mindset to this Rangers squad this season? We need to have a different mindset this season because of what's happened in the last two. Yeah. If Edward's not fit to play, I know yep. Lee Griffiths only played 20 minutes, but he'll start against Rangers, I would think. I would think. The Home Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean. Have your say. Call 0808 08 17 17 700. Let's go. That's us. We're in the big was time. That, was yeah. that definitely us? <laughs> Good evening, everyone. We're delighted to be with you and delighted, Barry, that Scotland got that victory yesterday. That's a year without defeat. Seven games unbeaten. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Seven games. Listen, it wasn't uh, a great footballing performance, but at the end of the day, it's another three points and... Um, as you said, seven games unbeaten. They've got to go into the game on Wednesday with a lot of confidence and the big one in a month's time against Serbia. Yep. Similar to myself, Paul. Wasn't the pretty biggest results? There you go. Can I just say, <laughs> how come you've got three voices on that? Oh, we oh, can't. Oh, oh, can can oh. Listen, I'll need to be going and <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> you've got a better voice than me. There you go. No, that's because he beat Premier League opposition of the weekend with Peter Head. <laughs> Victorious against uh, Dundee United. You must be so chuffed, shy. Sorry. Oh, delighted, Paul. But listen, that, that means nothing. You know, yeah. it's only one game. We've got a group of uh, another oh, three the games. The managerial <laughs> chat. <laughs> no, listen, he, he came in. He came into the. He came into the the building yeah. about an hour ago, and he was blowing smoke up. He's been backside. Bouncing. Yeah, you were, you <laughs> were saying you were brilliant. I, I st- went back to centre half. Back to centre half, mate. Strolled it. <laughs> to be fair, I, I just said to you in the office, I was probably our eleventh best player. <laughs> uh, he, he, d- he did actually, uh, as bo- always, self-deprecating. <laughs> if you want to speak to Sai or Barry or Rob, oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Glasgow's on Go Radio. Rob, who would have thought it a few weeks ago that we would be seven out of seven? Absolutely. I've got a confession to make. Yep. As long as you three agree not to laugh at me here. I'm starting to enjoy watching Scotland no, again. No, you're not. Honestly, <laughs> no, after the goal, goal onwards last okay. night, I settled down and I thought, we're going to win this, they're not going to score. Uh, after the goal, there was some yeah. good stuff, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, why, can't we, why can't we do that in the first 60 minutes wow. of the game? No, but it's, it's progress. It's yeah. progression, isn't it? I think, I think we're going to be better against the Czech Republic on Wednesday night. I think I, th- I can now see the plan. I'm, I'm now starting to believe in, in what's happening. It, it's going to take games um, and players starting to get used to what we... Stevie Clark does things mm-hmm. but you can see there is progression and I was just saying to say off air there that the first cross ball that goes into the box we score yeah. well, I don't that, know that's there. how dangerous Lyndon Dykes can be if you give him the ammunition I think that guy certainly that's his fourth international game it looked if like he's been there for 40 games yeah. he's been he's been absolute great and we'll go back to it once we hopefully get Lee, Lee Griffiths back they two up top could be a formidable, uh, formidable partnership that's for sure we, th- we thought yeah. that Ryan Fraser was going to make a difference didn't we because yeah. of his cameo appearance the other night in the uh, who was that against again? <laughs> Israel, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the yeah, Israel yeah. game, yeah. 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 And, and you know, he definitely gave Scotland a, an extra dimension. And man of the match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rob, we're going to hear from Ryan Fraser, we'll hear from the scorer Lyndon Dykes, Declan Gallagher, who also played really well in the back three, Andy Considine made his uh, debut, age 33, we'll speak to him, and of course, the manager, Stevie Clark. Heavy defeat against Belgium, heavy defeat against Russia. So it takes a little bit of time to build confidence that you can get clean sheets and matches. We've started to do that. We've started to look more difficult to play against, which which is great. And overall, the team, the positives? I thought defensively solid. It was a game where we controlled pretty much start to finish. I always felt comfortable, even when the opposition were probing. Uh, and obviously a, a good goal to win the game. And what about the system? 
It's not about justification or making ourselves feel good. It's about getting results for the country. And if, if we feel that, if I feel as a coach that that's the best way to get the results, then that's what we're going to work on. Nobody said it was going to be perfect. It's still not perfect. It can still be better. We can still play with a back four in, in certain games when it suits us. But at this moment in time, the, the three central defenders, no matter who we pick, and, and tonight I thought all three again, McTominay, who supposedly couldn't play right-sided centre-back, was excellent again. Declan Garrard was excellent. And Andy Considine on his, on his debut at 33 years of age waited a long time for it. He didn't let himself down tonight. Eh? He was really good. Yeah, I think Stevie Clark's got a spot on. You know, isn't it great to watch? Yeah. Do I think we're getting the best out of our best players? No. But how, how can you criticise him when, when you see the results that we're getting? You know, you look you look at the game last night and Stevie Clark saying we controlled the game. I disagree with that. I mean, that, that's my one negative on, on it is we didn't control games. Mm. You know, it's very much a defensive defensive um, outlook for me. Um, I've said it before, I think we'll look to defend well and then just hope that the boys come up with something. And when it's like that, I think, you, as I said last week, you need players like Ryan Fraser. Yeah. And I think he was a difference in the two games. You know, against Israel, the reason that we never got shots on goal is because we never had that one guy who was willing to go and be direct. I thought Ryan Fraser made a, a massive difference last night, picking up the balls in good areas, running at them, trying to look to deliver balls into the box. And I think if you're going to play the way we were going to play, you need somebody like that off of London Dykes because what happened the night before is when you have McBurney and Dykes, you create nothing. Yeah. Ryan Fraser was the guy that kind of made the difference for me. But but as I said, Stevie Clarks came in to try and get Scotland to, to qualify and to qualify for the major tournament. He's on course to do that, so it's hard to argue. Barry, what would you say? Yeah, I've got to agree with it. Look, we all want to see Scotland playing great football, free-flowing, um, but that's not the way Stevie Clark sets his teams up. Yeah. And we've brought him in because he's well-organised and he, he knows how to set um, a formation up. And he's, you, you can certainly see it. The guys are well-drilled. I mean, it's we've spoken about it many a times. It's it's really difficult for an international manager to get time on the training ground. I think what you've got to think about as well is the players coming back, Barry. Uh, you know, when, yeah. you, when you, you know, Forrest and Armstrong and, and Christie and Tierney, mm. uh, you know, you can, we, he can add some real quality shows, to that team as well. He just shows how good a manager he is because he can get his message across pretty quick because it's a short space of time he's got with these players. Um, and we do look if we ain't going to concede a goal. Um, I don't think they troubled us. It's going forward, which I still think we've got to find the right formula. But I still believe... He is the man that will find that. Um, and I thought, I mean, and, Andy Considine, who would have thought he would have come in at yeah. the age of 33? <clears throat> he's Mr. Consistent up at Aberdeen. And I thought he was excellent last night. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will just say, look, he, he done well. I, I thought he looked assured. Um, he, he does what he does best and that's yeah. defend. Um, Has he changed Ryan, since you played against him? You played against yeah, him when he, he was at listen, Aberdeen? He, he's, he's probably one of the first Names on Derek McInnes' team sheet. Yeah. He's Mr. Dependable. Yeah. Yep. The manager said he's a 7 out of 10, but you always get that. Yeah, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, but it's going forward that uh, we just need to find the, the right way of playing. Um, it's, it's, it's like tw it's tweaking the balance, isn't it? It's You know, you, you know he's never going to go gung-ho, mm -hmm. but it's just adding little attacking aspects to what Scotland do on, on the basis of that defensive foundation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, you look at it, Ryan Christie... Lee Griffiths still to come back I thought Fraser as, as I said was excellent last night Buzz bomb he was everywhere yeah. his energy levels were frightening for a guy that's not played yeah. a lot of football yeah. um, so we have got exciting forward thinking players I'm, I'm just sure Stevie Clark's still tinkering what ones that'll go and take us forward and actually get us playing that, that attacking football my worry is the centre midfield I've not seen mm -hmm. a good central midfield performance for Scotland in the last six games mm -hmm. 
And I think that's a lot to do with the formation. You know, you think of Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor, for me, do not look the same players playing in that system. John Fleck, Kenny McLean last night didn't look like Premiership the way they do. Not the, as good as they the are pre- normally. Yeah. And that would be my worry. I think at this sort of level of football, midfield is so important. You need to dominate the ball in the middle of the pitch. And, and we struggle to do that. You know, it's great. Okay, we've kept clean sheets against Slovakia, Israel, but when you come up against better opposition, they will break you down eventually. And you need to have that other side where you can go and take the game to teams. And I don't think we've got that just now. That would be my one. one but do you not think we're, we're starting to settle down and maybe that might come? That might be the next... Bit, the missing link in the in the team that we can that we can find because we settled down, scored the goal, looked a lot more assured, um, had a, a spark of attacking flair with with Fraser and Dykes yeah. etc. Last night, John McGinn supporting as well. That, that that central midfield area will be the next part of the team that maybe gets his attention, um, having sorted things defensively. Yeah, you could be right, Rob, because as I think you said, Barry, when Walter Smith first took over the Scotland job, his first his first the first thing he wanted to put right was your defence, and then you want to get your forward forward thinking players after that so yeah maybe maybe the midfield will come but just for me in the system I don't know whether it's a system or whether it's the instruction that these guys are getting but again it just seems to me that a lot of the time it's sideways and backwards yeah but we've got really for in my eyes we've got top midfielders yeah. guys that can go and run a game of football and dictate the pace of a game I don't see that happening just now he, Is it, are they done, getting bypassed yeah. I, I, I don't know but he's done what we had to do he's tightened up you heard yeah. them saying about Bel- Belgium game and the Russian game conceding a lot of goals he's come in he's tightened that up he's got Dykes he's found he, he's brung him in out of nowhere he's come in he's been an absolute revelation now I think he just needs to get that right formula in the middle of the park because we've got good players yeah. no doubt about it it's quite funny though isn't it because that, that's the area of player that's the area of the team that were really strong and that was the, the area of the team that we weren't concerned about really it was defence yeah. and it was and it was attack shifted that's engine room Sai will tell you that's engine room that's the area of the pitch where it takes the tempo of the game yeah. And it dictates the play. As I said, we've got you, you look at the players we've got. Yeah. For me, really good players. Mm-hmm. We just need to get the right mix in there. Yeah. And do you think he j- it's a catch twenty two for him? He doesn't want to go and p- wear dykes to get the best out of him, you need to put delivers into the box. Mm. But in order to do that, you need to go and play with two wide players. Does it then take away Faye's principles of being so. a defensive so. team yet? And yeah. it's just getting that balance yeah. right, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It's, it's a subtle little shift, I, isn't it? I don't, going on about Andy Robertson, I, I don't see him doing what he does no. at Liverpool. He no. just doesn't look the, the same player. Listen, he's, he's attitude's first class, there's yeah. no doubt about it. He's, he's trying to lead his country, but I'm not seeing him getting areas where he gets for Liverpool but you can see that about a lot of them Barry and why do you think that is is it instruction is it confidence what what, what do you think maybe it's just the way the manager's setting his his team out as we keep going on about it you look at his his, the way sorry his team played at Kilmarnock they were defensively minded but they got results against top players uh, top teams sorry Rangers and Celtic Um, I just think it's a, a bit of giving it a bit of time to bed in and I'm sure he will get it right I do like him Honestly, I think mm. he's he's going to be good for the, the national team. I just think we need to get that final third spot on because we've got the players that can do it. Yeah. Right, what, what do you think? Give us a call, 0808 17, 17 700. Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson, former Rangers and Scotland captain. Some of the other headlines and other things maybe in your mind if you want to call because, of course, it's Old Firm Week. We're on the countdown five days away wow. from Celtic against wow. Rangers. And uh, Celtic are on the COVID count because El Hamid is now, uh, he's also in isolation, near Beaton, we heard over the weekend. Edward should be back on Friday, but will he be able to play on Saturday? And Ryan Christie in isolation. So Celtic fans, what do you think? Rangers fans, what do you reckon as we build up to the big match at the weekend? 
a few other headlines and tomorrow night uh, we've got Bedfred action Kilmarnock will make a late call on whether tomorrow's league top tie against Dunfermline will go ahead Rob I don't know what you think on that just a quick touch just now but yeah. sh- should they throw the young ones in? Why, I think, why not? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. Because, uh, again, here, you know, how, how much worse is this going to get? It could get a lot worse. Um, and are we? would we be creating a precedent to say that, that Kilmarnock could get more time? I mean, they're playing tomorrow night and the, uh, they haven't decided yet whether this game can go ahead tomorrow night. Well, see if they call it off. Imagine you're a Kilmarnock young player, reserve player, and they call the game off. You're thinking, what's the point of me being here? Mm. If I can't get a game now, mm. when we're playing Dunfermline in the, in the League Cup in a group stage, and what's the point? You know, we... We need to start giving these young kids a chance. We got two young kids on loan for Dundee uh, Saturday. I took them yeah. on James McPake's um, recommendation. And we'd seen them train once and thought, yeah, these boys can play. They were in Saturday. One started, one came on. And you know what? They're good players. And I'd imagine that Kilmarnock have got good players. These kids just need a chance. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a perfect opportunity for Alex Dyer to go and play these kids. And see, if they didn't they do well, then you come to them and say, listen, lad, you've had your chance. The first team boys are back. They're back in. Uh, There's no th- excuse after that. Yeah, I think they're leaving it a bit late. Mm. Let's yeah. be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. You've got to think of them Femlin as well. They're, they're yeah. going to be trying to prepare for the game. Yeah. And I, I'm with Side. Listen, that, that's why you've got to use set up to try and promote the, the young kids. Why not go and give them a bash against a, a good championship team in them Femlin? Like, let's you go and see if they can yeah. handle the occasion. I, I, we're in a similar situation. We had a boy on loan f- from Hibs and Hibs have took him back and he's not played yet. That's really frustrating for you, isn't it? That's frustrating because we wanted to bring him and and give Mm. him the platform to go and play and show that he can play at Mm. a good level. Um, So it's disappointing for us. But the biggest thing, it's disappointing for the kid as well. Barry, what age were you when you played for Rangers first team? For the first team? 18. So there you are. Davy Provenant had a great column yesterday in the paper and he was saying that he started off at Kilmarnock Reserves then he went to Kilmarnock first team and then to Celtic in Scotland. Great player, loads of caps. He said, well, you've you've got to, you've got to at some point come up against seasoned professionals. Sorry to interrupt you, Barry, but uh, see if Frank Lampard can chuck Billy Gilmore in in a a, a Premier League game against Liverpool. Kilmarnock can play 18 yeah. and 19 year old kids in a, yeah. in, a, in a League Cup game you're, you're obviously 18 you're not going to be physically ready no. and, and I certainly wasn't physically ready and I think a lot of these kids and I don't know what, what Sai will say about the boys he's got on, uh, in from Dundee but physically they're not going to be at the stage where the older ones are but the, the, the amount of things they would get out of that playing against guys who have played 300-400 games a season yeah. The experiences they'll get off that would be unbelievable. Is that not what the League Cup should be all about at this stage as well for some of the bigger teams actually taking the opportunity to blood, blood some young players? Yep. Definitely not. Yep, go and blood them. We don't see enough coming through. Certainly at the bigger clubs, Celtic yep. and Rangers. I know Celtic are a bit... Um, they've brought through a few, but lately I don't see Celtic bringing many through. Certainly Rangers, I don't see it happening. Um, and... Uh, you need to give young players opportunities they fall away for the game yeah. they get sickened we're not getting the opportunity so I think it's important that certainly in, in these cup games it has a real good chance to, to go and blood the young ones do you in the Celtic and Rangers thing yeah. like, even now when kids leave Celtic and Rangers they don't, they don't even go and have careers now and why do you think yeah. it is I mean we're supposedly now the best country at these coaching badges and mm. I don't see it you know, when we were younger, we never made it in the Celtic first team, but every single one of us went on and had careers. Yeah, you played, pl- still playing at a good still level. Playing. Yeah, and now played you, in England. We, we, we get kids coming asking to come on trial that have been at Celtic and they're now playing in the Lowland Leagues, they're playing in the Junior Leagues. I mean, I mean how has this happened? So what what is it? Is it the coaching? Is it not getting a chance? I can't getting a chance. Uh, maybe just the fact that they're, they're just sickened that they've not had the opportunity. Um, we, we've asked for a number of players to come and loan, but the clubs, uh, the players don't want to go and do it. I think they're happy just to sit there and play 
20s football or reserve football. I don't even know what it's called now. Um, that said, great to have the football back. There's so much on this week. We're going to move on just now. Uh, give us your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Text GO with your message to 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. So, Ryan Fraser, man of the match last night. We spoke to him right at the end. We worked hard, obviously, with the other, the other day against Israel, playing 120 minutes. Some of the lads obviously needed a little bit of freshen up, so the, the manager changed some bodies. And I think the boys that came in today done really well. Um, it would have been easy just to win the game the other day and maybe not concentrate so much on this game. But I think we showed that we, uh, we gave everything today and we were the better team. And on another day, we could have scored two or three. So, um, yeah, it's very positive. Robbie held his nerve then over the spring and summer, didn't he? Because, did. you know, he didn't want to play at Bournemouth. And then he got the move just a few weeks ago to Newcastle. You know the thing that struck me about him when I was watching the, the anthems at the start, how tiny he is. Yes, tiny, he is absolutely yeah. tiny, isn't he? But he's powerful as well. And uh, yeah, his stamina was remarkable, I thought, last night, bearing in mind the, the amount of football he hasn't played recently. But what a talent. I mean, we, we saw what he did with Bournemouth. You know, he was up at the top of the assists league table, wasn't he, in the one of the best leagues in the world. Um, you know, he's going to get more and more time with Newcastle. He's going to get better and better for Scotland. And, and he's the sort of guy that will frighten some opponents just because of when he comes at you running with a ball, yeah, you could be in trouble. Yeah, you're, you've got to give uh, the boy credit. He's not played a lot of football. He's obviously looked after himself. If you ask any footballer, the best fitness is getting minutes on the pitch. Um, and I thought last night, he was full of energy. But also with that energy, he showed quality. That's the most important thing. Um, and I think the happiest guy will be Steve Bruce, that he's got 90 minutes under his belt. And he'll hope he'll get another 90 minutes that's what on needed. Wednesday night. That, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing. He was a bit rusty. Um, you, you could see a wee bit of that at the start of the game, but as more the game went on, you could see him getting stronger. So you've got to give give the the lad credit for that. I know he's been out for ages, but gone are the days where top players are going out two or three times a week. You know, he he'll live his life as a top professional. I think he's a perfect example of guys like McGregor and Jack and Robertson that we speak about. He's the one guy for me last night that looked like a club like he does playing for his club. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I said that all the time. You can take as much instruction for the side as you want, but when you go on that pitch, you need to do what's got you in that position to get there. And Ryan Fraser does that for me. He picks the ball up and he wants to be direct. I'd like to see some of the others bringing their club form and, and taking it in, in, in an international level because I thought Ryan Fraser done that. Is there room for Fraser and Forrest in the same Scotland team? I think so. Yeah, but let's try and yeah. get a, a way of playing and a formula to because get all be the great, good it? players. With those guys operating down either side, I mean, that would be fantastic. Two guys with electric pace. Yeah. Especially that if you're going to Barry, that's what you need, oh, isn't it? On the counter-attack. Like, uh, well, well, Stevie Clark's here that way. Is there room in a Stevie no, Clark No, he'll play team? Stephen O'Donnell right wing instead of James <laughs> Forrest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, for me, definitely, Fraser and Forrest, each side would, as you say, it would scare opponents. Yeah. Where are you going to play Andy Robertson? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll tell you after the break. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson. Every night, the Go Radio Football Show on the way home. If you're working, or if you're working from home, get it on as you're getting tea ready. Si, are you a, a cook at home at all? Oh, by the way, I make the best risotto ever. Really? Oh, sun-dried right. tomato chorizo. There's oh, your dinner. There's your dinner. Wow. I'll so, get you up once this is yeah, all done. Socially distanced once yeah. we once we can. What I'm to the omelet? I'm to the omelet. No, the omelet's been binned. She's oh, been really? binned and the omelet's been binned. <laughs> so I'm loving this under life now. Why <laughs> has she been binned? No way to speak about your daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, uh, Barry, what about you? Are you uh, a bit of a James Martin around the kitchen? He's got no. a He's got a chef. <laughs> a butler and a chef. No, I'm not a chef. No, no. Don't like cooking. Yeah. No. No. Do you like eating? Love oh, eating. Uh, Love yeah. eating. It's a Mediterranean diet you do, isn't it? Yep. Sure is. Looking like, so good. A bit of salad. Yep. 
bit of olive oil, balsamic vinegar, a bit of chicken, yeah, and a nice red wine. <laughs> How are you feeling about tomorrow night? We're all pleased about Scotland last night. In the second half, so much better. In fact, let's hear from the man who scored the goal. We've been talking about him for weeks. He joined us on the programme, of course, Lyndon Dykes. Another good performance from the boys and another clean sheet. So what else can you ask for? And on a personal note, uh, getting the goal as well. So yeah, all in all, it was a good night. It's obviously a great ball from, I think it was Sods and yeah, on my left foot. So I was just glad to see he hit the back of the net. Barry, do you think there's uh, teams in Scotland, Rangers or Celtic, saying, why didn't we sign him? Yeah, I was disappointed. My, my old team didn't uh, go into the market and try and get him. Um, I always liked him when I was at Livingston and it was interesting to see how he would do at international level. And I've got to be honest, I think he's been Scotland's best player. He's been excellent. He can hold the ball in. He's a physical presence and he knows where the back of the net is. I think he's been a, a, revel, a revelation, can't even see it. <laughs> Since he's come into the, the Scotland team, he's been great. Yeah, uh, sorry, on you go up. No, no, I was just going to say, I think you look at him and you think, what's he going to be? He's 23, I yeah. think. What's he going to, how good is he going to be in, even in two years' time, playing with Queen's Park Rangers at a good level in England? What he's doing for Scotland? I mean, how many mistakes has he made in four internationals? Not too many. Yeah, I really like him. If you look at him, he's got everything you need to be a top centre forward. You know, he's very tall, he runs the channels well. And what I like about him is, we've said it as well, similar to Yeti, he does the basic Kings well. Mm -hmm. He gets a hold of the ball, he sets it and he wants to get in the box. Mm -hmm. He doesn't try and be something that he's known with stepovers and flicks. It's controlling the ball, set it and in the box. And I think one thing that will help him massively, because I think that's what he needed to improve on, was his link-up play. And I think with a coach like Mark Warburton, He'll, he'll be the type that will bring his game on massively I think Lyndon Dykes has got a massive future eh? mm. when you see how he plays I just wish that we would play his strengths more mm. understand that it might be tough just now with the players that we've got missing but I hope when we get everyone fit that we start supplying one more because uh, I think he's he, got loads of goals in him if he continues that sort of form down at QPR this season yeah. I don't think he'll be there much longer I honestly uh, don't I think he's got everything needed to be a top striker um, now he's on the international scene it's going to just put his price up even more and QPR uh, uh, will do well to hold Hold on to him. And how much would it cost Rangers or Celtic uh -huh. down payment to have got him from Livingston? Maybe 750000 down payment, something like that? Yeah, it's disappointing, Rob, because you want to see the good players stay in your league. Yeah. I, I was a bit yeah. disappointed when I, I, I seen him move. Listen, it's a great move down to the Championship, strong league, um, but you want to see guys like that stay in your league. They must be watching what he's doing for Scotland at the moment, I think. Why, I mean, did, similar, why did we not? I'll go on to the one that's similar to John McGinn. Yeah. Celtic must be kicking herself. We're not paying that extra half, was it 500 grand, half a million pound? No, to take him. And Aston Villa obviously done that and see what John McGinn's turned into. He's been one of the top performers in the Premier League. He's been excellent. And Lyndon Dykes is going to do the same. I mean, I love coming away with the boys and uh, I feel really happy and enjoying every, every moment of it. So getting getting a couple goals as well for, for my first four caps is uh, it's even better. So hopefully, hopefully they keep coming. What part of Scotland's that govern? As well, you look at it, you know, people have paid 20 million quid for Ollie McBurney. And going on the past two performances, if you're going to look at both of them, Lyndon Dykes looks a better player. So it just shows you that there is talent in Scotland. And it's what I've said. There's loads of Everyone that goes down there does well. We should be looking more. And I think Celtic and Rangers will. Remember days five, ten years ago where Celtic and Rangers would buy the best players for the other teams in Scotland. There is talent there, please believe me. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was in the Championship with Queen of the South. Queen of the South. And his record wasn't great for Queen yep. of the South, is it? I mean, he was great for Doby. Yeah. And Doby scored all the goals. Mm. He's a great foil. And they were for, great for each other. Yep. Mm. And then Livingston, you've got to give Livingston credit. They were the only club that took a chance on him. Yeah. And Gary Holt deserves, as I said, credit. He's obviously worked on a training ground with him and he's an international player. He's got his move. I was just, as I said, disappointed that he never stayed in Scotland. 
It's funny, it's funny about, you know, we've, we've been screaming for so long for Lee Griffiths to get back and fit and ready and get back in that Scotland team, thinking about him as a, yeah. as a, as a lone attacker. But, but we're th- what we're thinking now, of course, is get Griffiths in, but get him alongside London Dykes. What a partnership that could be. See, that's a great point, Rob. See, when you think about that front four of Dykes with Griffiths off him, Fraser one side and Forrest on the other side, I mean, that's that's top quality. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Barry just made just a great them. point off the off air. If you could get, let the five attack and have, what, five men behind the ball? Yep. What, can we, yep. can we have that for Serbia? Because that's that's really what matters now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think he'll go with a different game plan and try and frustrate them the yeah. first 60 70 minutes but I mean I just look at the players try and get our, our best players in a in a formation that uh, we're going to go and attack um, we look solid enough at the back as we, we spoke about earlier on just get the I mean you look at the players that are missing yeah. there is a lot of quality missing from the squad just now let's have a final word from Lyndon Dykes about the step up that he's made as you say not long ago Queen of the South End Livingston QPR just at the start of the season for them but Scotland now two goals already the standard is, is very high uh, playing playing quality opposition and in the team is, is very quality players um, so for myself as well I think it will help me um, so obviously I'm just going to do my best and put my head down and uh, see what happens and he's been positive right from the word go, hasn't he? He came into yeah. the team, he, his first press conference when he was called into the squad, he said, I want to be a great player for Scotland, I don't want to just make up the numbers. And, you know, he talked the talk and he's walking the walk now. I think that's half our problem in the country as well, Rob. That too many of our players talk themselves down and they've not got that confidence and belief that top players have. Because I think if you're going to be a top player, you need to have that confidence. Mm. Uh, but the big question is, when we're talking about all this, is, is Steve Clark willing to throw away his principles and go a bit more attacking? Because it's alright saying we've got quality coming to the squad but if we're not going to use these guys the way that they need to be used then there's no point in having that quality. So if we're going to keep continue to play with a back five and two sitters then you can talk about your Lee Griffiths and, and James Forrest but yeah. if we're going to play that then it's no point in having the players. But I think it's little tweaks of change isn't it with him. It's, it's not He's not going to make big changes to what he's doing but it'll be little tweaks along the way once he gets one part of the team sorted and of course he, he started at the back that was where he was always going to start but maybe he'll look at it going forward and think well I've got a full back on one side as wing back and Andy Robertson the captain why don't I have a winger on the other side and James Forrest and maybe that all balances itself out. Yeah it'll be interesting to see what he does when all these players come back. Um, that there is a chance that he could do it there's a chance that maybe as I said I, I think he will go and try and frustrate Serbia I don't think he'll go and try and attack them but surely um, in the long term Barry that we need we need to get a formation that fits these we need to attack I, I feel like we've yeah. got the players now that we need to get uh, uh, ok maybe once qualification is done but in the long term we need to be an attacking team with the players that we've got these players are at a good age we can't just defend for, for the next four years. Are they not kids? We, we, no, with guys like yeah. James Forrest and Lee Griffiths and McGinn's and McGregor's in the team, we need to attack. That's how these, these players play for their clubs. Fraser, Dykes, Griffiths, we've got the attacking players. Understand short term that we need to defend and get results, but in the long term, we need to be a team that dominates the ball because we've got the players to do it. All right, what do you think at home? 0808 17 17 700 or text the message to go plus your message to 87474 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. We'll give you uh, some of your comments in a moment or two. Some calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, we heard from Ryan Fraser. He was man of the match. Barry, did you agree with that? He was the best player? Yeah, he, he was. As I said, it, it took him a wee bit of time to get going but as the game went on, he got stronger and as I said, he was a real... Um, buzz bomb yeah. full of energy um, as I said that that as I said it's hard for him because he's not played a lot of football but you, you see the qualities that, that Ryan Fraser brings and he's not I don't even think he's fully fit no. Ryan no. Fraser so I still think there's more to come 
So how did he feel he'd played? It was hard, just try to work hard and try and influence the game in, in any way I possibly can. And uh, I've never played really striker um, before, so it was different for me. So I just tried to, to do my best. But look, that's us unbeaten in seven now, um, top of the group, which is brilliant. And um, we'll just go on to the next game against Czech Republic. And if we can get a win there, then it, it, it just gives us that momentum going into next month, which is, which is needed. I like his attitude. I like the way he speaks about the game. Talks about it. Is that definitely his yeah. voice? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think so. <laughs> definitely. Listen, there's no doubt he's passionate about playing for his country. You, you can see that it comes across not just the way he speaks, but in his performances. Yeah. I think every time he's he's pulled a Scotland jersey on, he's shown real commitment in his performances. You're right, Paul. I mean, I, you know, the, the way he's talking there, he's he's up, he's yeah, confident, yeah, he believes in himself, and I and like that, a, and bit so what, I a bit of arrogance. Absolutely. Yeah. See, Dykes when mm. you get first. Um, called into the squad a lot of people are saying oh I'm not too sure that's a wee bit of arrogance I don't mind that in a player and he's shown that with his performance he's on the pitch and, and Fraser's the same I like them when they speak confidently as, as Si made a good point a few minutes ago there's too many people talk yourself down go and show that you're a good player yeah. I think, performance I think Scott McTominay's got a bit of that about him as well I, th- I mean he believes in himself as you would if you yeah. come through the Manchester United system and, and he's one who stepped up last night wasn't he because We've, we've worried about that back three and him in it and wondered whether Stevie Clark was going to rip up the plan. He stuck with it. It wasn't great uh, against Israel again, but but there were just signs last night that that was coming together and, and he's a man who can step out of the back three. If he gets the defending bit right, he can certainly play from there. Yeah. Just so, just before I go to my Tommy, just what I like about Fraser as well is I think he's single-minded. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of last season, he never played for Bournemouth. Because he wanted to get a move. That's right. You know, there yeah. was a lot of calls for him to play for Bournemouth, help him stay up, but he was like, no, I, I want my big move. And he, and he seen it. Out. And to be fair, the Bournemouth fans, a lot of them not happy about exactly. that because they he wanted stick, to stay up. But he yeah. was so single minded that he said, no, I'm not going to play, I'm going to get my move. Did you agree with him? I did. As a player. And that's why yeah. it's a short career. You need, to, you need to do what's best for but you. They went down. The team and went they went down. down, yeah, and he got his move. But on McTominay and yeah. Rob, you're right. I thought it was his best game in a Scotland shirt last night. Barry made a great point as well offline uh, off air if you're going to play with a three you need somebody that can take the ball I think McTominay yeah, can I, do that yeah I think the difference in McTominay last night was he just wasn't passing it as soon as he got it he was driving 10-15 yeah, mm. yards and committing people and playing it because listen you, you can pass the ball there's no doubt you don't play with Manchester United if you can't sure. handle the ball yeah. and listen a lot of people were surprised that he played in a back three a few weeks back but I think in time that will be his position you think so? Yeah, and, and he, and he adapted was adapted so well. Yeah, he a, and he was a problem for Slovakia, wasn't he? Because when he stepped into the midfield, it was an extra man that and that they struggled to deal with, and he was firing it into into the feet of Dykes, and and it it was all working really well. That's a great point because I think that's what Celtic have been missing in recent weeks. You know when. Teams are hard to break down. You need your centre back to step in mm-hmm. because what it does, it drags a midfielder out. Yeah. One of the other teams' midfielder has to come out, and then there's a spare man in midfield. So I thought McTominay done that really well. Yeah. And Barry's spot, he never just looked to get the ball and pass it to his fullback who had a man on him. He was he was stepping into the space, eliminating a midfielder, and playing. Forward. He was taking risks. Yeah, and that's what you've got to do in a back three. Considine and, and Gallagher are more defenders. They're not like footballers. They're, they're decent enough on the ball, but McTominay's the one that can go and step forward and. It wasn't the easy five or ten yard pass. He was zipping passes in 20, 25 yards into, into strikers' feet. I, I thought he was really good uh, last night, and I can see him having a big future at centre back. The, the defending sign you could learn. Mm. See, the, it's on the ball that you can. When you get to that age, you've either got that that ability to pass the ball or you don't. Where a Gallagher and a Considine will never be a type that can step in and pass the ball. But at that age, you can. I was on the training ground. 
teaching defending Steve Clark was a centre half I think you can get that you know and as I say under good coaches at Man United in Scotland I think Scott McTominay could add that defending right. side to his you game you could teach him I do enjoy it uh, I honestly uh, like see are you aggressive of, very aggressive mate. I like it I like I'll show it. you in the car park and, after and, it. I was going to say and on the pitch as well <laughs> <laughs> no I think you need to be so remember, I think, remember the CCTV out there <laughs> I think it helps you when you've played centre midfield and you go move back to centre yeah. centre defence because when I'm playing centre midfield I get so frustrated with centre half so when we're pressing high up the pitch you look back and they're 10-15 yards behind you mm. so when I'm playing centre half and my midfielder are pressing high I think right I need to help these out now mm. get high get close to them stop the lines in between so I think it'll help Scott McTominay the fact that he's played in there he now takes steps one back and he can he, he knows what centre midfield likes to play with so I think he'll be good Man you they do that quite a lot Michael Carrick yeah. end up mm. going back into yeah. centre back and that's what I think they're yeah. trying to do with McTominay and I like him there. I mean, he's a, he's a big he's a big boy. He's yeah. physical as well. He doesn't mind getting up and getting into a challenge with, with the head. But football wise, he can play the game. There's no doubt about it. See, just going forward now, what what would uh, after the performances of the last two, what would your back three be? Just going to have a think about that, Rob. Yeah. Would you? I'm going to have a think about get it. a final word from Ryan Fraser. Everyone's thinking about next month, but I think you need to be professional. And the game the other night, it was it was hard fought, but I think now that's behind us. We've gotten through to the final now, and. Um, Look, we need to we need to go and win this group. So uh, any game that you play, especially when you put the jersey on for Scotland, I think doesn't matter what game, friendly, um, qualifier, you just need to give your all and try and win the game. Because the games are coming thick yeah. and fast. So we're just 48 hours away, Rob, from back to Hamden uh, for the match with the Czech Republic. So you're going to give us your formation size. Is that what you were asking for there? No, we're the back going, three now. Uh, the the back three, oh, that's fine then. Yeah. Done really well, who, would, who would have thought there's great, there's great competition yeah, there there there. Yeah. yeah, He's got big decisions to make. I'd be, tempted, I'd be tempted to go with the same three. Would you? I, I, yeah. I thought Considine. Yeah. But he's, and, he's and first cap. And the thing about him, Barry, of course, is that he plays in a back three with Aberdeen. He plays on the left side of a back three with Aberdeen. So he just slotted immediately yeah, into he's that, got experience. that position. He's got experience as well, albeit it's his first cap. He's played in Europe with Aberdeen on a number of occasions. Yeah. See, but, because in Steve Clark's system, he didn't need to be the type of yeah. defender that's going to play it with the ball. I think mm -hmm. it suits Constantine mm -hmm. and, and, and Gallagher. I thought Gallagher was good as Very well, good. wasn't he? Yeah. Let's hear from him. Good. But also, Rob, we'll uh, check with you. Are you happy with this? It's the Go Radio Football Show. Give us your calls 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Ali Defoy will be with us tomorrow night along with Rob McLean and Darren O'Day joining us here on the Go Radio Football Show. We'll hear from Stephen McManus as well. Former Scotland star will be on this show. Uh, it's uh, every night, 5 till 7. Give us a call and join the uh, football news as it comes in. Some other news uh, just coming in this afternoon. Scottish FA have secured £5 million worth of funding as part of the Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme. So the money's been agreed through Santander Bank with a floating charge against all the proper or undertaking of the SFA Rob obviously it's uh, Covid everywhere and it's affecting the most incomes just not happening with no fans at the grounds Yeah I mean so many financial implications Paul of what is going on at the moment and it's about protecting yourself uh, against the future isn't it and that is from top to bottom in Scottish football Yeah it was uh, you know I honestly do think it helps the lower teams without the fans you know when we played Saturday I could see your boys if there was a big crowd there I, I don't know if their performance would have been the same I'm being totally mm. honest yeah. and you know and I think the United players really missed that that energy for the crowd you know they were a bit flat and whereas we, we couldn't wait to get going are you but not we, missing it? Oh, I'm missing it I mean even at our game uh, on Saturday 
Yeah. Normally you'll get punters walking about before it an hour Edinburgh, or two. wasn't it? Kelty yeah. Hearts against yeah, Edinburgh. And you, yeah, you have a chat with some of the fans. You get a good crowd normally. Yeah, yeah. We, we get good crowds. It's just that it, it was strange. It's it's trying to get yourself motivated so you can go in and try and motivate the the boys. Yeah. It's, it's different. As a player, I would struggle, I'll be honest with you. I take my hat off to these guys that are playing in front of empty uh, stadiums. It's like Scotland boys last night. Yeah. That would have been real hard. Yeah. And how big a factor is that going to be? I know we'll speak about this as the show goes on, but how big a factor is that going to be on Saturday? Mm-hmm. It'd be yep. so strange. I actually quite like it to see when I was playing centre half because yeah. I wasn't really involved as much. Were you playing centre half? Yeah. <laughs> you watching, you watching watching the match? Get that quiet. I could, uh, yeah. I could hear, I could hear the coaching on the side. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I could hear the, the instructions that the coaches and managers were given and and listening to Dundee United players talking to each other. So it's interesting as well on that side of things. Do you know what I mean? You can actually hear what a Premier League manager saying to his players while they're playing uh, but we got a shower Saturday oh, you got I a thought you were looking we good got a shower, uh, <laughs> but we had to go outside yeah. the Tanadice in at a porta cabin where it was single showers so you had to walk outside wow. have a shower back but in at least you got one before got driving shower, back yeah. I can let my boys know that good. to bring their towel for tomorrow, tomorrow. For t- so Barry how do you feel about tomorrow night you're taking Kelty Hearts back to Tanadice well Sai obviously had a good result on Saturday and yeah. Mickey obviously rested a, quite a few of the boys that have been playing so I'm expecting a backlash, but listen, I would rather play. I, I would rather they have the strongest team that. out. I know Johnson Shankland, last week, yeah, you played against. Yeah, a listen, strong it's team. a good challenge. It's a challenge for the boys. If you if you can be up for it, yeah. you're a part time team playing against a Premier League team. You've got an, you've got a, a problem. Tell so, me this, Barry, has he handed you the the dossier? Oh, yet? he's got. I gave him a, a master class on how to yeah, beat him. <laughs> but it is a good question. A good thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> good question that Sai has posed is the fact that there's no fans there helping the smaller teams or the underdogs. And it must, well, is it having an effect and is it affecting the referees as well? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. More news coming in about the women's game. No relegation this season with top flight to expand to 10 teams, Rob. So there'll be no relegation at all this season, again, uh, because of COVID. And uh, the top two teams in SPL2 will now automatically be promoted to make a 10-team top division in time for 21-22 season. Yeah, the likes of Hearts and Partick Thistle will be uh, looking at that news with a little wow. bit of interest, won't they? And in terms of what happened in the men's game in the course of the summer and you just wonder what the long-term impact might be of that for a big club like Hearts um, and the loss of money in the course of this coming season Yeah, I thought it was a no-brainer that Hearts should have stayed in the league I really did You know, I was all for the reconstruction of 14 teams in the big league said it so many times we should be selling ourselves better and, you know, and the chance to get Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United, Rangers, Celtic in the one league for me was a no-brainer and you also got to move teams like Falkirk up into the championship Kelty who are, a, who, who are an ambitious club that we want in the in the football league you know give them a chance to get in the league too and why we went against it never had an explanation yeah, since it, I will never know see Partick Thistle they, they actually played a game less less yeah. and Crazy. if they'd won that game yeah. they would have won oh, yeah. They would run yeah, I think mean, the playoff yeah. uh, f- to get relegated. Yeah. So yeah, they, they were in a much more realistic survival position than Hearts were. Yeah, it was it was astonishing what they'd done. It was a, a perfect time to go and reconstruct yeah. the game up here because I think it's needing it. Who makes these decisions? Sorry, I don't know. This is going to be. Uh, who it, makes it, these well, decisions? It went start on for a long don't time. Get me started, honestly, <laughs> we'd have to rewind April, May, June, and well, oh. April and May when it was being discussed for such a long time. It, it's kind of history. So who, may, yeah. who makes the decisions exactly? I don't know who actually comes but up it, with things. It's the clubs. Ultimately. Is it Boris Johnson? It's the clubs and the committees. It, it, it is, it's the yeah. clubs. Rob, it was the other Glasgow derby at the weekend there, Queen's Park up against Partick Thistle, and it was the Jags, the favourites, who won. Yeah, it was, but um, you know, credit to Queen's Park, gave them a good game, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens 
uh, with Queen's Park this season in terms of that big change they've made from amateur to professional. They've signed a lot of good players, Sai, as well. Um, you know, will they be able to climb the leagues, do you think? I think they're a, they're a shoo-in for the, to win the league too. I really do. You, you know, you look at the front two of uh, Bob McHugh and Simon Murray. They're top half championship players. Bob McHugh was Morton's best player last year. Simon Murray obviously at Dundee United and Dundee. Um, and I think the fact that they're full time in a league, the other teams are part time. It plays a massive advantage. You know, I, I fully expect Queens Park to not just win it but run away with league two this year. Oh, they've got to. Yeah. They've got to win the league with the budget they've got. Mm-hmm. So, and the players that they've signed, I, I try to get a, a couple of the players, but we, we just yeah. couldn't match what. Yeah. No, we couldn't match what uh, Queens Park. And plus, Sai said there. Full time in, in League Two, um, that, that that's a, a big thing. It's at that exciting, level. isn't it? There are some really good nuggets, there's some good news around mm-hmm. despite the COVID, which will pass. And it's great to see some of these teams. I mean, your own team, Kelty Hearts, there has been investment there, it's really professional. Barry, I know it's semi professional, but you get the crowds, there's an ambition. We've got someone of your standing as the manager. Uh, it's uh, it could be happy days ahead for, for, for Kelty Hearts and other teams. They could, why are they not all in the main leagues? That's what you would ask, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, get the biggest. Teams with potential for crowds and investment, and get them in the leagues. Yeah. It, it seems fairly obvious, doesn't it? But I, I'm boosted by you saying it will pass. There, you, you said it oh, almost, well. almost religious. There, as you said, no, there's no it question. Will, it will pass. We need to keep the heat a wee bit here. You <laughs> know? know, everyone needs to yeah. wash your hands, hot water, and uh, you know, soap. Uh, just keep your distance. Calm. It, it will pass. Yeah. Because I, I got an interview yeah. the other day, and somebody says to me, "Does it worry your team like?" Teams like Kelly Hearts and Cove Rangers coming yeah. into the leagues, mm. absolutely not. That's what we want. Yeah. You want the leagues to be better. That's where you get progress, against, isn't yeah, it? Of course it is. We want to be playing against better players, and you know that's what I said to the boys on Saturday when we beat Dundee United. When we go and play Kelly Hearts, I look through Kelly Hearts team and I look through Dundee United team. I've played against both. They're just as good players at Kelly Hearts, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating in saying that. Guys like Michael Tids are. For me, yeah. they're just as good as Dundee United players. As I've said before, the level is all about who looks after themselves, luck. And who can go and perform every week in front of a big crowd? That's where our boys struggle today every single week. You should have watched us on Saturday. <laughs> uh, <you weren't laughs> the manager happy. wasn't happy. Right, we'll come back to that in the next hour, Rob. Uh, right, Declan Gallagher, we were talking about the back three. Yeah. We spoke to him just afterwards, how he felt uh, about the performance. Yeah, I'm finding it good. Uh, we're really solid. We've, uh, we've been working on it quite a lot in the last few, uh, two camps. So uh, I think it's working well. I can see two clean sheets in the last two games and we're not conceding any shots and stuff like that so we're defending really well we've been hard to beat and then obviously Dykes are getting his goal tonight brilliant for us so we're now off the mark there as well I saw some figures for uh, past completion I know he, I know he wasn't trying anything hugely yeah. ambitious from, from where he was playing but it was something like 95% of whether I'm, I'm not really that bothered about the stats but I thought he played really well I, I mean I, I just look at him and, and I think you can depend on Declan Gallagher Rob, that's what I like about centre half. So, see that ninety-five percent, nothing spectacular. He gets mm-hmm. the ball and he passes it. It's nothing touch, touch. Try to, Harry Maguire trying to set up chances for centre half, and he defends. Again, young kids look at Declan Gallagher. If you want to make a career out of being a centre half, defend well and pass the ball to somebody else. I look at Gallagher and Considine. They know their strengths. Yeah, and it's defending, and they do it really well. Do the basics they, well, don't they? That that's exactly what it is. They don't want to go and ping a forty or fifty yard pass. They'll play into the midfield and do their job but again he's one that I was surprised that that get called up but I tell you what every time he's played he, he's um, he's really impressed me uh, very good defender he looks like a good organiser as well he's always talking on the pitch yep. 
Um, so he's been he's been different class as well, Declan Gallagher. He was a young Gallagher. kid at Celtic when I was there. Was he? Yeah. Uh, and if mm. somebody that told me they were going to play, I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't have believed you. No. Yep. And, and credit to him because he's had a, I think he's had a lot of uh, downs in his life as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, an incident that happened, but he's came back and it just shows what kind of guy he is that he's went for that to, to now play he, for Scotland. So fair play to him. Was he not a right back? He was a right he back. He was a right a while, back yeah. and he's moved into centre back the last couple of years, obviously playing with Livingston, um, where I thought he was great with Halkett. Yeah. That was a real yeah. good partnership. He got his move to Muddle and, uh, and he's he's one of the, the first names on the team how, sheet for how Muddle. How good must he feel today waking up and thinking, you know, I know I did well. And also now looking forward to Wednesday. First and foremost, we have to concentrate on Czech Republic. Uh, I think we want to finish this group top of the table. And if we can do that, then it's been definitely a positive camp. And obviously that breeds into the the next camp going out in November so we'll take care of this game and then we'll see what happens I like the balance of that back three as well because you were saying Barry in Gallagher and Considine you get what it says on the tin don't you they, they defend and then alongside them you've got a guy who's a real playmaker who, who can step into the midfield and, and, and make passes you know so the balance of that back three looks really good yeah it looked really good last night they all looked of the new each other's uh, positions and um, they looked at a real good three as you said Declan Gallagher spoke all the way through the game. Considine looked to have had 25 caps, yeah. um, his performance. And McTominay's that one that can go and drive forward and, and play the crucial passes into the forward. So I thought the three of them were excellent last night and real competition. I mean, Would you go same again Wednesday? Why not? Yeah. It's a clean sheet. They look solid. I mean, if you listen to everyone in their interviews, the first thing they say is we're solid. So you can tell they're working with it on that mm-hmm. in the training ground. That's Stevie Clark's team's. They've seen, the, they seen the types that take pride in clean sheets as well, don't yep. you? When you hear them, they're, they're proper defenders. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to get a settled back three, especially the way Steve Clark plays. I think the difference with Rangers this season, as I've said before, is they've got a settled back four now. Last year, they were chopping and changing all the time, conceded a lot more goals. I think Celtic's, most of Celtic problem this year has been chopping and changes at the back. I think it's so important, if you are going to be that defensive team, that you get a back three nailed down. But what do you do if Kieran Tierney comes back fixed? That's what I was just about to yeah. say. Is it impossible uh, to drop You look them? at next month, you'll get McKenna's going to be back, yep. Kieran Tierney, uh, Cooper. Yeah, that's right. Then yep. you'll have Considine, Gallica, yep. McTominay. So there's good competition for places. It'll be interesting to see what the manager does. I think some of the Hibs fans were a bit cheesed off that Porteous, uh, Ryan Porteous was in the squad before Andy Considine, but Andy Considine played. Yeah. But, it, but it was all all about um, putting round pegs in round holes, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely not. But it's that balance, isn't it? I mean, asking Porteous to go and play in the left or back three would would be silly when you've got Andy Considine there, as you say, who plays in a, in a back three at Aberdeen, who has played European football this year. Uh, for me, it was a no-brainer that Andy Constantine started. Yeah. I, I think it would be good for Portis, but being in the camp, yeah. being yeah. round about it, you, you see what it's like, and with the, the experienced guys, he'll get a lot out of the, the, the last He's a confident lad as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. listen, th- th- there's no doubt in my mind he's a, a future mm-hmm. centre-half for Scotland. If he keeps progressing and playing the way he is for Hibs, because I think some of his performances have, have been excellent, he's, he's really aggressive as well. I love it. It looks to me, he's one that takes pride in defending. He yeah. loves defending. He loves the... The, the dirty side of it, the, the challenges, the headers, and he looks a motivated young kid. And so he's I, got that arrogance as well, Barry, isn't he? I like it. I, yeah. I don't mind that. So do I, I. I hate when people go and criticise that. Yeah. Look, he's a confident young kid. More of that in the team, the better. better 100%. You know, if, we, if we've got Fraser and Dykes and Porteous who yeah. all like, you know, telling you how good they are, that that's great. Nice yep. guys getting over in football. You need people yeah. like that in, in your team. He gets coaching, doesn't he, from Andy Murray? Right, uh, they've got the same agent I know that yeah Yeah. So well, that, I think that's the word sorry you were just saying to Barry about his uh, Barry was yeah. the same yeah. you know you think of that Scotland team that Barry played and they, you had that mentality didn't you that you were the best 
Aye, but you've got. I think you've got to get in that mindset. Again, we keep going back to it, it's mindset. There's no use turning up if you think you're going to get beat. You've got to go up and th- got to turn up and think. Right, I've got a real chance of winning here. No matter who you're playing against, and I like seeing that for some of the players. Lyndon Dykes, it just it comes out of him big time. He, he's confident in his own ability. Mm. I love that. Ryan Fraser, confident in his own, own ability. Love it. Portis is the same. And you you seen Declan Gallagher. With interview there, you see Considine with his interview. They're confident. Happy days, Rob, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Ryan Portis' uh, forehand volley has really improved as well, hasn't <laughs> it? As <laughs> it <was> like, yeah. <laughs> That's Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson on Glasgow's number one for the West. We're here. And the next hour, give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. You can speak to Barry and Cy and Rob. And we're also looking forward to the Old Firm match coming up on Saturday. That's coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Monday to Friday, we're here 5 till 7 and what a week we have. Scotland winning against Israel. Okay, it was penalties, but that was Thursday night. And then last night, Scotland beating Slovakia 1-0, the goal from Lyndon Dykes whom we heard from in the first hour of the programme. And on Wednesday night, it's the Czech Republic. So we'll be with you all the way through the week and getting ready for the Old Firm match, the first Celtic against Rangers this weekend. It's Saturday, the match is back. Former Rangers captain Barry Ferguson, you're smiling, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. This is when the build-up starts. I know some guys are away in international duty, but the guys that are and training at Lennox Town and at the Hummel Training Centre I'll be focusing on the game on Saturday afternoon you, you, there's no bigger game I don't care what anybody says there's no bigger game in the world than the old firm game it's the best week of the year isn't it? even the Peterhead group chat it's all, it's all been spoken about Is this it? week yeah. in the blue yeah. half Celtic half Rangers so. yeah, the same. Oh, you yeah. can't beat it can you we're uh-huh. the same Yes, yeah, the talk, it's the yeah. talk on the streets, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely, it's, it's the talk it's, of the tune. It's yeah. fascinating, and there are a few question marks, obviously, surrounding the Celtic lineup. Um, Rangers look unaffected so far by uh, the COVID uh, crisis that's uh, sweeping the nation. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a fascinating game, and we're going to be building up more and more as this week goes on on the Go Radio Football Show. And we might ask you about some of your favourite goals. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you'd have to do one from each. But as the week goes on, Rob, you've commentated in so many yeah. of them over the years. Have a have a think of a, a Rangers yeah. goal, a Celtic goal that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm he's, he's, he's looking at me. He's yeah. looking at me now. It's got to be one of his. What was the, what was the best game to commentate on? No, no score wise, just in terms of incidents the and old firm game. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's that many. Yeah, and they're, and they're all amazing in the, in their own way. I mean, you know, the the, the noise. I mean, that, the first time you do, and that that's the thing. You you've got these headphones on, but you you as well taking them off because they don't keep any noise out. You know, you struggle to hear yourself think and just Sahiki, because of the noise. The noise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sahiki came from Dingwall, so to come to either Ibrox or Celtic Park, indeed. that was uh, indeed. It was quite quite a step up. Oh, he's <laughs> looking at me. I, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah. Quite, no, it was quite a culture <laughs> shock. Can I, can I ask you a quick last question, Tori? Do you? You get, can ask me as many you, questions as you like. Do you get nervous before the games? Uh, yeah, yeah, you probably do. Bit you, of you, you start yeah. to feel the intensity of, of the game, and yeah, the importance of the of the game because you know if you're if you're doing it live on TV, then you know you you just know how many people. I mean, in the old BBC days, I mean, it was you were getting into millions, you know, a million, you know, a million, two million people watching the li- the live match. So it's it's massive numbers. That was BBC telly, never the radio. Yeah, because I was asking Andy <laughs> Halliday today, yeah. what, what did you yeah. find more nerve wracking, watching or playing? And he said watching. Would you go along with that, Barry? I was nervous in both to be honest with you it's a good it's a great question the nerves will be going um, Friday night yeah. leading into Saturday watching the game we, we will obviously have a game at 3 o'clock so 
I'll need to get a wee headset on as well. Yeah, I'll, need, yeah. I'll need to find it somewhere, but look, yeah. it's a magnificent occasion. There's no Great. doubt about it. The only downside, again, I keep going back to it, is there's no, no fans, fans in yep. it. All yep. this stuff yep. about 800 fans each, um, they'll need to change that. They need to get back to the way yeah. it was yeah, before. Yeah, definitely. There's I, crowds all over the world, aren't there? We'll come back to that, and this is the station to build up to the old firm match this weekend. But let's get back to Scotland action. And Callum's on the line from Greenock on 0808 17 17 700. Hi, Callum. Good evening. Good evening. Um, sorry Hi. if you've already covered this. Oh, uh, no, no, you go. I want to ask yep. Simon and Barry is obviously having played in midfield. How do you think Steve Clark solves the sort of central area of the park? Because you're expecting maybe three central players to play in there, and he's got six to pick from. He's got McGinn, McGregor, McTominay, Jack, McLean, and Fleck. So, which three do you think he'll pick to get the best balance, particularly? if we could be backs against the wall over in Serbia? Cy Ferry. That's a great yeah, question, man. Uh, I'm glad you asked Cy first. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of away from home, I would go with the way it's been going. You know, I would go with Jack and McGregor sitting. I think def- defensively that works well with McGinn in front. Long term for me, at home especially, I'd like to see us be a bit more adventurous with McGregor as the one sitter and ahead of, ahead of him, um, Fleck and... Um, sorry, Christie and McGinn. I'd like to see do, that as a three. Do you think that's McGregor's best position? I don't know, but at home, I think he can play there. If we're going to dominate the ball, I think he's the best one at getting the ball through to guys like McGinn and Christie. Away from home, I'd go Jack sitting and I'd go McGregor and McGinn ahead of, ahead of him. That would be my three. What about you, Barry? And Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday Serbia, night. Serbia, it's got to be Jack and McGregor holding and McGinn in front. What about long term? That is all. I would have Jack sitting and I would put Callum McGregor further forward with McGinn. Right. No I, I like Callum McGregor 10, 15 yards further up the pitch. Mm. I've got to be honest with you, I think he brings so much more to the team when he plays there. Um, I know a lot of people say he's going to be Scott, Brown, uh, Scott, Scott Brown's um, replacement, um, but I think Scott Brown will still go on a year or two. Mm. Um, I still think Callum McGregor is suited to driving 30, oh, 40 right. yards with the ball. He can still get goals for your team. So that's the kind of way I would like Scotland to go forward. Callum, you're not Callum McGregor, are you, from on the line from Greenock? <laughs> Callum, what, what do you make of that? I think that's a, a fair analysis. I think the only thing I would say is I think Clark will definitely stick with Scott McTominay. Whether he perseveres with him in a, in a back three, I don't know. I think if he's fit, there will be a place for him in the team. And in terms of the player that misses out, obviously a lot of people online are talking about Callum McGregor and is he as good for Scotland as he as he is with Celtic and I suppose that's a debate you can have but for me McGregor has to be on the side McGinn has to be in and I think as I say I think Clark will put McTominay in alongside both of them Yeah but I've always said about Callum McGregor I still think you can get more out of him I think he's a top class midfielder I think he's got all the attributes that's needed to be a central midfielder sometimes I just think he plays within himself he just does enough during yeah. games. I think there's more to come out, and I would like him pushing himself a wee bit more, Callum. I think I, I don't I don't see the need in having two of them. You know, playing square on. We've said it. We've said it before. Playing square on. I, I don't see at why. At home, you don't. Yeah, I don't. No. I, I don't know why Jack can't just sit on his own and McGregor can push up 10, 15 yards. Put John McGinn on the other side. I think you get more out of the today players. That's where they play yeah. in their clubs. McGregor plays one up in front of Brown McGinn plays one up for Aston Villa um, obviously Steve Clark's got a different way of playing being a bit more defensive but for me they both just kind of do the same job 
that one could do when the players are two square Rob yeah and I wouldn't expect Scott McTominay to be in that uh, Stevie Clark midfield column anytime soon because I mean I think that's what that experiment's been all about and it's been painful um, in, at times to watch as well as he's tried to adapt to the defensive requirements but I think we saw the balance uh, being struck pretty effectively last night do you not think where you know he is learning about defending a bit better positioning uh, and when he gets the ball at his feet he's a real plus for Scotland when, when they turn defence into attack I think you're right and he, 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 will, he will grow over time in that position the inevitable question that will arise the, the next squad that comes around is, is what do you do with Kieran Tierney yeah. if you're sticking with that back yeah. three is Tierney going in there and if you're putting McKenna in there as well you're having a predominantly left-footed back three. Is that something that's good for balance? Again, I don't know. Maybe that's something Barry as a manager might have insight on. But it'll be interesting to see how he goes about that. Because if you've got Tierney and McTominay in a back three, that's two players that don't traditionally play centre-half. So I actually think that could cause Scotland more trouble than benefit in the long term because of the awkwardness of having to adapt to a new position. I Callum, you spoke about it. Early on the show, um, there's real competition for places. The managers get massive decisions to make come the Serbia game. We obviously Kieran Tierney, McKenna's going to be fit. I would imagine they're going to be fit. Uh, Cooper's going to be fit. I thought that I thought the back three last night were excellent. I think Considine was great when he came in. Declan Gallagher's never let his country down, and I think that was McTominay's best game in a Scotland shirt. We can, add, we can add another defender into the mix right at the moment as well because there's breaking news that Paul Hanlon has been called up to the, the Scotland squad. Yeah, another similar type to Constein and Gallagher. Just likes to defend Paul Hanlon, plays it simple. But you know, we're, we're, we're raving about these defenders and I get that, but bear in mind they've got two fullbacks next to them and two centre midfielders sitting in front of them. I, I mean, I think I could go and play centre half for Scotland with that in front of me. So, you know... <laughs> Okay, yeah, brilliant and they're doing well, but they have got a lot of protection there. I think it will be different, as I say, in the long term, if we do change the formation to try and be a bit more adventurous, that's when you'll kind of get to see the deficiencies in guys like Gallagher and, and Considine. Callum, it's great news though, isn't it? That uh, It wasn't pretty to watch, but it got better Well, when we got the ball into the box and we got the goal from Lyndon Dykes. Any other thoughts, Callum? Well, I just echo what you've said there. I think the... the performances at times have been turgid to watch but at the end of the day seven unbeaten you can't complain with and hopefully we can just continue to go onwards and upwards and, and also yep. just just from what you're saying Callum and, and what and as we kick it around in the studio as well uh, we've got a squad now we've got a serious squad and and there's a real battle on for for places and and that that's got to be what we want that, that's what you want as a manager yeah You'll be wanting that. There's guys, there's, there's 21, 22 players now that can all get in that starting 11. It's just now the manager needs to sit down and say what formula is the best, what players are going to bring the best to the the team on the day. Because um, I think away from home, he will sit in a bit more. Yeah. I think at home, we should, as I said, we should go for teams because we've got the attack-minded players that can go and damage teams. Um, and as I say, you've still got James Forrest to come back yeah. real good attacking minded player Lee Griffiths without doubt yeah. the best Ryan, goal Ryan scorer Christie, Christie. Christie. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. you've got a lot of options there so the manager's going to have a, a sore head but as a manager that's what you want you want you don't want to know that you're right do you know what I've got a starting 11 and that's it on the bench I don't know if they're going to do their job now he's got real he's got a real worry in his, his mind now what players does he go going forward I think it could be brutal viewing in Serbia, to be honest, yeah. next month. <laughs> but 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 hey, uh, it's it's all it's means to an end. That's always been the way he's seen it, Stevie Clark. Um, 
and and we saw real serious steps of progress I think last night in the in the overall performance. But yeah, I mean it's going to be Jack and McGregor sitting. It's going to be everybody course, looking no to doubt. stop stop Serbia playing. There, there's no doubt in my mind they'll go there and try and frustrate. Yeah, sit and try and hit on the counter attack or get something for a, a set piece. There's no doubt in my mind that's the way that they'll go and play against them. See if we do qualify, will we go to a major tournament and play like that? Do you think? I thought you meant. I don't we'll know. We'll be going to a major tournament. We go radio. I thought your question. We will be there. No, yeah. but if we do go and beat Serbia, I, playing that way, do we go the, across to a major tournament and play like question. that? Question, Callum. Any thoughts? I think because uh, if we do, I'm not watching it. Yeah. I definitely think you'll you'll end up seeing Scotland playing with two holders. And as uh, size you've said there, the centre halves will be protected because I think Clark will go into it and probably line up the way Northern Ireland did. When they got to to the Euros, where it's it's very defensive, you're trying to nick a goal and hold on to it. That being said, we have got attacking players that should trouble teams. You've talked about Christine Forrest coming back. Lee Griffiths for me is one who I'm desperate to see get back into the Scotland squad. Yeah. Crucially, he doesn't walk into the squad now, which I actually think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that when he comes back to the squad, he's got Dykes who's in form and he wants to try and take that jersey from him. Whereas I felt that for a period of a few years, it was as if. Right, get Griffiths back and just put him in because we've got nobody else. Whereas I feel that with Dykes playing well, if Griffiths gets back in, I hope it can keep him on his toes and that he can continue to have good form for Celtic and we can have more options up front because the centre-halves and the centre-forwards are the two positions that I think, if we're all honest, that I think we're all just a bit worried about long-term. Callum, you're talking a lot of sense. Well done. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. mess. Can you yeah. stop that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, the big match tomorrow night in your neck of the woods, what about Morton against Queen's Park? Because you obviously love your football. Who do you fancy? I think uh, Morton will get the job done. Okay. Um, yeah. They played well against Queen of the South, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they lost in penalties. But with Ray McKinnon coming back to Capital, you just never know. Oh, oh that's, that's a tasty one. one. He's not too popular, is he? The, oh, there's no fans. Score. Yeah, oh, oh that's yeah, true. Yeah, you still fun. forget. And before you go, Callum, because you're so good, you're making more sense than any of us. <laughs> uh, any word for size? So he had a great weekend beating Dundee United. He's only mentioned it three times <laughs> so far. So tomorrow night, he's up against Brecon City. What do you think? I think. He's got to be fancying himself to win that one. Oh, he's fancying himself. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a tough one for I, Mark I Wilson and Simon Donnelly at the weekend. Yep. On you go, Callum. I, yep. I see that obviously Simon Donnelly's joined the staff there. He has. My, my main yeah. worry for, for um, Mark Wilson is I think maybe five or six games and he might need Simon to get involved on in the playing side if yeah. they continue the way they did last season. Yeah. And what about for uh, Barry tomorrow night? His Kelty Hearts are at Dundee United. Well, I've got nothing to fear coming into the game, considering that Dundee United have already shown that there's a slip-up in them. And with Kelty Hearts, there's some really good players in that team. I mean, Michael Tidser, who I watched when he was at Morton for me, is someone who could easily still play in the Championship now. So I think Barry will be going into that game not as phased as maybe it was a few weeks ago when they got off to a good start in the Premiership. Are you available to do his team talk I'm just him? about to say that, Callum. Do you want to come up with Tanadise? Team talk starts at <laughs> half six. <laughs> Listen, Barry, we would love to be there tomorrow night. Honestly, see when we're all back in. It'd be, we'll do the match. Yeah. We'll do the, do the programme from the grounds. Uh, listen, it's, see lower league football. Yep. So I'll tell you, and Callum just mentioned there, that there's a lot of good players, a lot of good yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys just get this. I'll, I'll, Disillusioned by football at times, and they, they feel they find themselves sorry just drifting away for the football. It's like Michael Tidsder for me. Sai knows very well, and Callum just mentioned that Morton he should be playing in the championship. That, that guy was ready to throw the towel in yeah. in January, yeah. and I had to sit him down and and say, "I'm listen, get back and play, start enjoying your football," because he wasn't enjoying his football. He's only thirty years of age, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of good players, as I said. Look, Sai's team proved it. And, 
on Saturday they went to a Premier League team who ran away with the Championship last season and came away with a 1-0 victory Look, at times you may be under pressure but it's going to happen at times yeah. but it just shows you the quality in the, the lower leagues alright we're going to do more I've made a decision Go Radio we just started are we taking the show on the road yeah, yeah, no yes. we are and we're going to do more of the weekends as well on the football and people like you Callum if you're up for it come on uh, to be at the matches for us as well if you fancy you're obviously somebody who loves the game you know the game we're going to be on at the weekends and we're going to be at every level of Scottish football we have to be we're so pro the game we're critical critical where necessary but we love it we're right behind you here on Go Radio so Callum we've got your number we'll be back in touch with you Brilliant, thank you very much. Great, seriously, we Some will man, be. Cal. Yeah. No, Cal. We've got to do it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's go. Let's we- weekends as well. Absolutely. I love it when you make announcements. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are. No, seriously. By the way, nights yeah. away. Yeah. By the way, pencil yeah. me up for the weekends. <laughs> well, no, we, we'll follow you oh, to... We go, oh, you, we're all going away? No, we're going to follow you to the matches. Oh, right. and, uh, I think that's an end of seasons. Hey, listen, <laughs> we took them to Spain once in a, yes. a previous life of mine and we did the programme live from Spain. It was magnificent. So, listen, we, there's everything we can do. Sure. It's all about, what is it you say? It's the mentality. It's the... The mindset. The mindset. We're going to be number one for Glasgow in the West you come with us that's what we're going to do okay building it the podcasts are over 100,000 up again at the weekend uh, tell your friends tune in to the Go Radio football show 5 till 7 you can't miss it every night you know don't know what's going to happen but we will be on at weekends as well as the season goes on and we're looking for people like Callum who know the game and love the game yeah that, that's what we're all about I mean he he's a football enthusiast you could tell that from the first few seconds he was on air um, and that's what we're all about as well we're, we're celebrating football being back and being around and still still around and, and we absolutely love it Scotland's full of them mm. see Scotland mm. it's the most passionate see when you go down play down south Barry will tell you it's not the same there's not the same love for football as they're up here I would rather watch a Scottish Premier League game or any Scottish game for that matter yeah I agree English football and I'm not just saying that as a Scotsman I actually enjoy it better it's blood and thunder down there it's oh, nicey tippy tappy stuff I love when we but get fired into each other. Even the passion for the fans, though, Barry, oh, down there, it's like... No, it's not the same. So no, the atmosphere's nowhere near the same as it is up here. Sam, we'll, we'll find some new reporters as well. Let's give young people, although we're not being ageist, they've got me here, yeah. um, but let's give people a chance as well to report on it. If they care about it and they're objective, let's find some people. Because you must, with your Open Goal podcast, meet so many people who want to get involved now. And they've got so much knowledge about the game now. I've noticed that's changed. People are more and more interested yeah. in the game and how it's played. And, and the tactics behind it and it's exciting time I get loads of people messaging me tactics and stuff like that and I just steal it and use it on my podcast and on here so thanks very much for <laughs> got me a job cheers Co- column at the weekend I was trying, trying to think I did uh, what was I the column it. at the weekend, column at the, weekend. Oh, it off, the Herald and uh, the Times no, it was some good stuff who wrote it? Who wrote oh, it? <laughs> it was injuries wasn't it it was about injuries uh, Lee Griffiths and injuries yeah, that's, that's right, right. Uh, yeah. I was nearly in tears writing that uh, Poor me, wasn't it? But um, no, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Yeah. So and it was how you'd come. I'm back. going to do a column on Barry Ferguson next week. Are you? Yeah, a full 800 pages on him. Right. <laughs> the Rolls Royce of Scottish football. That's it. Uh, yeah. We need him. We need him. Barry, Barry the Bentley manager. Boy. He'll be the yep. Scotland manager. There you go. Mm-hmm. I can see the two of you in the future. I mean, Stevie Clark doing really well, but the two of them could be the double act for Scotland. I'll well, be like the Anton Deck of Scottish <laughs> football. <laughs> I chewed the fat sketch, and I just copy everything you do. Get us in. We'll be all sort of cutting out. Definitely. I think you would uh, I, I, You definitely would The Ant and Deck We haven't used that one For a few weeks uh, <laughs> It's probably better That we've done Alex yeah. okay. Who's Ant and who's Deck But I know we said that I don't, I don't Listen they both get the same there. Uh, oh let's not go down that one Alright it's the Go Radio <laughs> Football <laughs> Show We're back in a moment The Go Radio Football Show Let's go Paul Cooney With Rob McLean Cy Ferry And Barry Ferguson 
on quite a week of Scottish football so a good win last night for Scotland we're building up now to Wednesday night in the match with the Czech Republic and a full card tomorrow night as well there's loads happening in the League Cup the Betfred Cup have we got time Rob to give you these uh, ties Inverness Cali Thistle yeah. against Cowdenbeath Hearts against Wraith Rovers Brora Rangers against Cove Rangers Forfar against Hibs Dundee United against Kelty Hearts the manager is with us Barry Ferguson Peter Head against oh, I thought you meant Mickey Mellon was here uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Peter Head against Brecon City and uh, Cy Ferry the coach of Peter Head is with us tonight Montrose against Elgin Ross County are both Falkirk against Clyde Kilmarnock against Dunfermline still waiting to find out Rob if that is going to go ahead yeah it's going to be a late call isn't it the game uh, due tomorrow night and still no definite decision on whether Kilmarnock are going to play that because of obviously they've been badly hit with the virus but wait so uh, Kilmarnock would maybe rather just concede three points and play their young kids well no, that they're, can't they're, be right. But surely there's, there's got to be a time limit on when you've got to let them I would, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. And they also. You would think it would be 24 hours or, yeah. or whatever, but it's, it's been on. And they also asked Livingston if they would uh, delay the weekend yeah, game that they're that. due to play in the Premiership mm. as well because of the ongoing situation. If that one gets cancelled, that's a disgrace. If they're not playing the young kids and they would rather take a, th- a 3 0 yeah. defeat. Yeah. Nah, come on. Hands yep. up if you want Paul to continue with the games yeah, tomorrow sorry. night in the League Cup. <laughs> Stranraer against Albion Rovers, Air United against Annan, Morton Queen's Park, Queen of the South against Partick Thistle, Stenhouse Muir against Airdrie, and Alloa against Edinburgh City. Si, you're looking forward to it tomorrow night? Brecon lost seven at the weekend. I am, Paul, but as we were saying earlier, you know, that's the thing with the players at our level, is they can go and play Dun United, and what I really hope doesn't happen is that we go and then turn up against Brecon, so... You need to be on the boys constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they can take that performance for Dundee United into breaking because if we do win tomorrow, what a chance we've got to qualify for the group. Go sure. to Kelty with, with a chance to qualify. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll be tasty. A month but away. He's, right, yeah. he's right about its consistency yeah. at part-time level. That's that's the problem. We we have one week, you're, you're great. Next week, you're, you're not so good. So that's something that you need to keep on at the, the guys constantly. Because um, as I've said previously, there's a lot of good players. If we win to right and use never used in a win and we can beat you to qualify. I'm how not many, how you many beat bottles, you. bottles of wine to oh, right. how right. many bottles of wine to go go easy on us? Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's that's a, a perfect game for your fringe yeah, boys yeah. that would be a perfect game for your fringe no. players to play. No way I'll be gonna try and beat you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Too competitive. I'll be man Martin, you. Yeah. Oh, you imagine you put the bits on for that one? No, no me, I'll get somebody oh, to do it You're not registered, are you? No. No, are but you? I might register I'll myself. Be great, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay, John's on the line now, oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred in shots. Hi John, good evening. Hello young man, how you doing? All right, John, what's happening? <laughs> hey. I am good. Uh, just thought I'd use a wee call up the night. Uh, I was talking to Sai on Twitter on Wednesday and he says I should phone him for a half, so I decided to put my, uh, put my phone to my ear and geese a wee call Good out. man, John. Love it. Aye, good stuff. I just want to acknowledge the efforts that you and Barry's had in, uh, in the League Cup as well in the, in the uh, group stages there. Uh, good result for you at the weekend and Barry was unlucky. Wednesday, so it's good to see he's up there challenging against the, the Premier League teams. Cheers, John. I appreciate that, uh, mate. Right. Uh, uh, no, I was just I was just going to say about uh, things looking a bit more positive for Scotland. Usually, like you were saying earlier on, we're, we're all doom and gloom and oh, the performance isn't good enough, but if I'm managing to keep the ball out of the net and score, score more goals up the other side, well, that's all that's really mattering now that's getting us through and, uh, into, into the next the next game against Serbia hopefully we can uh, pull that off as well and get to the, 
to the finals this time. Uh, I was just wondering, with everything that's been happening, but, but uh, the boys' point of view is, with uh, the coronavirus and the Celtic team, I'm a Celtic fan myself, uh, what would, you, what would your set-up be, Si? Barry, if, if you, any of you were the managers, what would you be looking at? Oh, if it was Barry, he'd play on the reserve players, mate, because he'd want Celtic to get beat. I'd play the under 18s. So, you know, I think just as well Celtic signed the signings that they did in the, the window, you know, I think Celtic squad's massive, isn't it? Full of good players. You're still looking at a back three of Julian, uh, Duffy, Ayer, uh, Frimpong and Taylor either side with Brown, McGregor and Cham in the middle. Uh, with Edward and Griffiths up front, I mean, if Edward's okay, I think yeah, only I think one. You still play Edward, don't you? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be okay, Edward, to play in the game. I think apparently he can fly back in on Friday. Friday, yeah, yep. and he'll be doing. Listen, Neil Lennon yeah. will go on the phone to him. He'll be doing his own, his own stuff um, out with uh, training with the first team. The only one that's probably would play would be Christie. Obviously, he's got to self isolate with the, the stuff that went on at Scotland. But mm-hmm. that that team that that size just said, still. A, no James Forrest as well Yeah but yeah. he's a big man Listen I, I've been on record A number of times About James Forrest I cannot believe The criticism That he gets sometimes um, From the Celtic support I, I watched James Forrest What is it 500 odd games of guys Yeah Played yeah. for Celtic He's been a What do you un, think What do you think John? He's an unbelievable Player for yeah. Celtic What do you think John About the stick Forrest gets Are you are you one of those That does criticise him Not uh, I'd say I'm a Forest fan. I think he, he's always out there. Not uh, a Forest fan. I thought you were a Celtic yeah. fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep going, John. <laughs> uh, no, I, I uh, no. I think Forest's a great player. Uh, he's always out there, getting, getting everything for the jersey. So uh, I, I do think he comes in for uh, unfair criticism quite a lot. But uh, I think even now, look, we have not been in the team, and that we'll, we'll start to see how much an impact yeah, it has. Yeah, you're right. Would yeah. you people shouting for Scott Brown about the team? He sits at uh, the last game that we played, and we had to, to pull him off the the stand with his bovril, uh, <laughs> to, to get to get to get something at the game. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I think the two of them are are kind of scapegoats uh, recently for uh, for the Celtic fans. Uh, Jim Brown's legs have gone when he comes onto a game and makes a difference like that. And then James Forrest with, with his fracture. Uh, I think we'll, in the next few games that are coming up for Celtic, obviously the Old Firm game and that. Uh, I think we'll, we'll get to see what we're, we're actually doing with these players that we maybe take for granted that are in the team sometimes Well Scott Brown had started every game didn't he until the last yeah. one when he was on the bench Although Forrest uh, is a big yeah. miss for me Frimpong's been Celtic's best player this year uh, you love him. and I think yeah. that's where the game will be won and lost mm-hmm. on, on, on Saturday that battle between Frimpong and Barisic who could take who the other way um, you know Frimpong again one of the guys similar to Ryan Fraser as I said when you're a team like Celtic who love this slow build up along the back, you need a guy like Frimpong who when he gets the ball he wants to be direct, he wants to run at people. You know, I like Barisic, I think he's very good going forward. Defensively there's question marks over him. I think when you look at the Hibs game, uh, both goals came for his sort of side and uh, I think that's where Celtic will be looking to exploit. On the flip side I think Rangers will be looking to get the two full backs forward and, and get crosses into the box so it'll make for a, a fascinating battle. Barry? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, listen, I, I can't wait uh, for the game. I think it'll be a, a great game. What about um, Frimpong up against oh, I, I like Frimpong yeah. Listen he's Just the way he plays the game Plays with a smile on his face yeah. That's what every Young guy should be like he, Wait he a minute just... You're the angriest guy in the world And you're telling people To play with a smile on <laughs> their face I, I enjoyed <laughs> Listen on the, on the pitch I, I was angry But he's he plays with a smile didn't he? He, He's been an unbelievable find um, For Celtic um, Full of energy Real good ability as well um, Dangerous So that that will be a, a key battle Up that That um, 
right side of Celtic and obviously left side of the Rangers. So uh, there's going to be a lot of good battles, a lot of players. Listen, Ryan Kent's been in unbelievable form for Rangers. What's Celtic going to do about that? Are they going to try and stop him? So, no, uh, again, Celtic, I've said many a times, I don't think they've hit top for him yet. I think Rangers are playing really well. But listen, form goes out the window in these games. It's who wants it the most on the day. Is John confident? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm confident. I think this has got to be one of the best old firm games that we've probably seen for a while. Rangers are, are definitely improved since uh, the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? Well, since last season, yeah. uh, they've de- definitely strengthened in some of the some of the signings that they've brought in. But I think it, I think they build up to it, and obviously Celtic. Uh, been talking to my pals and that, talking about the players that were missing and that. But Celtic's got the strength and depth in the team. But if one player's been out with that virus, well, we've got somebody just as strong that's coming back in that can cover. So I think that's that's what Rangers have, have brought on this season as well. They've made signings that are good mm-hmm. for their backup that they've actually they've actually already had in the team. Whereas maybe they were bringing on players last season that weren't as strong to fill in if, if somebody was going out injured. You know what I mean? So, uh, aye, that. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm 100 confident like I've been in past seasons, but uh, quite as confident we'll say that. Rob, do you think we'll see the players who came in just last week well, for yeah. Celtic? Well, yeah, that, that's, or, that's exactly yeah. who I was thinking about there, Diego Laxalt, yeah. uh, the Uruguayan mm-hmm. uh, on loan from AC Milan. I mean, I, I don't know if he's ready to go or not, but you just wonder whether um, Neil Lennon might pitch him in here. I don't think so. I think it'll be too much a risk. You know, as I say. Greg Taylor, okay, he gets a bit of criticism for Celtic fans, but when you think about the actual game and how much Tavernier will attack Celtic, I think Greg Taylor's the man that you would have in that left wing back. Just just purely for his defensive qualities. As I say, I think he's a good defender, Greg Taylor. He's not coming to sit on the bench, though, the, no, the AC Milan true. player. Yeah, but is it, is it, what, do you think it's too much Irish to put him in for his debut? Pro- probably, yes. Yeah. But, but um, why would it be? He's He's playing at AC Milan. Good point as well. <laughs> They're yeah. a big but club. But you, you've said it before, these games are totally different to Yeah, listen, else. I've seen some guys come in and make their debut and uh, rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, I don't, what I don't know is whether he's been away with mm, Uruguay. Yeah, but uh, remember, the there's no fans. Week or so. There's no fans inside. Yeah, it's so different yet. So the atmosphere is going to be. Yeah. But, but, but maybe Lenny hasn't seen enough of him at close quarters in training yeah. to, to make a judgement on whether he's ready to put him in if, he, if he's been away yeah. I, I don't know if he has on internationals but he rates him because he's been after him for a yeah. long time yeah. he says he's been on his radar for over a year um, so he knows what sort of player he's, he's brought in on loan um, it just as you says where Uruguay I don't know if they've got games uh, the South Americans obviously travel some amount of uh, distances so You'll just need to see how he comes back. It's the same way. Morelos, he's away with Colombia. Yep. He won't be back until, I think it's Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, the, and there's the COVID watch for everyone, isn't it? Anyone yep. away when they're flying. So there's big calls yep. got to be made. Yep. I just think if you chuck this guy in, in in this game, you lose Greg Taylor. You know, I don't think Greg Taylor's done enough not to play against Rangers. He's not been away international, no tiredness. Although he's not been his biggest fan, to be fair. No, and, and again, on the on the position he's playing, I don't think it suits him. But I, I think this game maybe will more because he'll, I think he'll do more defending than he will attacking against the Werner. I think that'll suit Greg Taylor. I agree with you. He's not a wing back, yeah. he's a left back. Mm-hmm. Barry, what about Bungani Zungu? who Rangers signed last week, will he be in the squad? See, he's in the European squad for Rangers. Yep, I've seen that. I, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've only seen clips on, on YouTube. I mean, them, they can look good on YouTube, but the manager's been after him for a, a, a long time. Um, he's played at a decent level. I know they get relegated, the team he played for um, last season. Um, what type is he, Barry? 
kind of box to box. Right. He can he can handle the ball as well. He's he's aggressive. So he's been after him as I said. He's been after him three four months. He's obviously identified it's one that can strengthen it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. He'll he'll definitely know. What do you mean? Just three midfield will be Jack Davis. Arfield I, I, I've got to go with Scott Arfield yeah. I, I think since he's I mean he was out in the cold at the start of the season the manager's brought him in and I think since he's come into the start in 11 he's been probably Rangers best player yeah. Arfield I like him as we've spoke about don't like him getting involved too deep just go and take off and get beyond your your strikers and he's always liable to get a get a goal so, so, uh, so not Kamara? No no. Although yeah. he start he starts in the European games for yep. Rangers, doesn't yep. he? Yeah, but if you're asking my opinion, I'm uh-huh. going with with Davis, Jack, and, and Arfield. What about the other position for me, Rob? One other position that Rangers will is a wee debate of who plays is is it Hadji Jones yeah. or Barker on the right? Hadji. Yeah, I think. You go Hadji, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think uh, in his first choice at the moment, but I mean, obviously Barker and, and Jones are asking the question. But, but I think his strongest team would probably have um, had you and Kent on either side of Morelos. And then of course the questions will, will arise again about Alfredo Morelos. Will he, will he score? Can he score against Celtic? It hasn't happened so far. Will he come back in time? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a better question. Which Rob takes us to John then. Your prediction. You know, you've said you're a Celtic fan. What do you think will happen on Saturday? I've absolutely no clue. I'm not like <laughs> Nor do we. It's honest. If it comes back to haunt me. But uh, yeah. I, I think uh, what you were saying about putting Lax Hill in, uh, yeah. I think it would be a big task because if you think about it, there's no fans in the stadium. Some people, if it was their debut for a team, might go out there, feel that electricity through the crowd that you get at an Old Firm game. Yeah. And it would maybe spur them on. But like you say as well, it could go the other way and it could be somebody caught in the head- headlights, a rabbit caught in the headlights, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's. It, it's Obviously, one way or the other, but right. for, for me, I, I, I would start with somebody, somebody like Greg Taylor, who has got to be a bit more defensive in that as well. Right. Uh, and for Scotland on Wednesday, quick prediction scoreline. What do you reckon? What do you think, John? Uh, I want to go for two, and I, I think I think we're starting to build up a wee bit of momentum now. So uh, I, I think we're doing well defensively. But let's see if we can get more uh, balls into the box. I heard you talking earlier on about getting Lee Griffiths fit back into the team. And I think him and Dykes can do can do a job up top. Uh, definitely, I think as, as soon as we start getting a bit more firepower, I think that's when we might start seeing him as winning with more than one goal. Uh, playing a bit more convincing in that as well. John, thanks very much. Cheers, John. Cheers, John. The Bull Radio Football Show. This time tomorrow night, Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, Darren O'Day will be with us as well. Stephen McManus and Sai, are you going to come on as well tomorrow night? You'll uh, make an appearance. Yeah, I'll yeah. phone up and terrorise Darren O'Day, no bother. You've Just got a, a game. Ah, oh, no, in fact, I'll not. Uh, I'm, impress- I'm trying to impress Barry, so no phone. Okay. I will, but on the bus. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> when do you leave tomorrow for Peterhead? I'm always interested. And I think people are as well. What, what's your routine tomorrow then? So you start off the day in Glasgow. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll leave at Glasgow at three o'clock for the three and a half hour journey up to Peterhead. We'll stop. Perth for a coffee and a bite to eat and then we'll head up ready to play is the place definitely open I've got, I think Perth's okay isn't it yeah the garage is uh, we'll just yeah. stop there for a wee bite to eat yeah. a bit of banter and then I enjoy it see yeah. the bus on the way up as this Derek Lyle Barry knows him proper character you get a good laugh on the way up so I, I look forward to going up to Peter people say to me 
How can you play for Peter Ed? But get shit the house. It's like a stag do every weekend. I love it. How's it? How's his tan? How's, Derek, how's Derek's tan doing? Oh uh, my! It's a, a it's a full year tan. He's took over for Jimmy Call. He's the next Jimmy Calderwood. What about his teeth? No. How wipes his teeth? Oh my god, mate! He's breaking uh. them in for a Shetland pony. I'm telling you. <laughs> is it a Simon Kill job? Oh, yeah. but he's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He's still ripped. I tell you what, un- unbel- yeah. I was just about to say that he's fat. For yeah. his age, yes. um, a decent career deal. Yeah. You played his testimonial, didn't you? I did play his testimonial. Yep. And then back, back to his Oh, wipe your feet on the way out. Ockham <laughs> Tavern. <laughs> Barry, you're scheduled tomorrow, so Kelty Hearts off to Dundee. Not nearly as far. So, what what happens for you tomorrow? Um, we will. Uh, the boys will meet at quarter past six at the the stadium. Um, normally, we'd get a, a a bus up there, but obviously with the social distancing two metres apart of uh, the guys will travel themselves by car and then um, we'll just get in and get the, the, the team meeting done and hopefully get a positive result um, I'll go back I'll do a wee work tomorrow a wee bit of work in Dundee United mm-hmm. have a wee look over them um, I do, I'll do it tonight when I come off the radio oh do yeah is that what you'll sit going yeah I'll go and watch Dundee United? United then I'll sleep on it mm-hmm. I'll decide my team I'll sleep on it and then Wake up and I might change it. I know I'll have another wee look at Dundee United. I so text me how I looked on the highlights on it. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah, in fact, I'm uh, I'm going to be watching the highlights of, 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 uh, the Dundee United. There you go. Game. So yep. you wearing the highlights? No, I never touched the boy. <laughs> I'll put a report on uh, the group chat to see how um, side done at centre half. <laughs> so this time last night we were getting ready for Scotland and it was a one goal victory it's been a huge uh, squad effort hasn't it Rob and Stevie Clark was speaking about that because of the injuries and the Covid and all the rest so we spoke to him afterwards I think it was a good performance I, I never like to ca- you, you should know me by now I don't like to categorise things and I'll leave that to you guys it was a good performance I, I think from start to finish I thought the system worked well we made the system work well against a, a system that we hadn't come up against before the 4-3-3 Good, solid performance defensively. I thought we kept good control of the game. And we, we looked a threat going forward, which was which was nice to see. I think he's... I detect a different tone of voice from Stevie Clark from even the one on the back of the Israel game. Game to game, Scotland are progressing and he is sounding a little bit brighter and a little bit more positive. And I think he's also enjoying sticking it right up the, a lot of his, of his critics, to yeah. be honest, because you can now begin to see, just begin to see. I mean, we're, we're hardly world beaters at this stage, but you can begin to see those steps of progress and you begin to see a Stevie Clark team coming together. Yeah, I was one of them that was negative you know Friday I was very negative uh, but you can't argue with he's getting results and he's doing it his way and I like that you know he is getting a lot of crit- criticism other managers would change uh, and you know maybe try and please journalists and fans alike but Stevie Clark's sticking to his principles you know for me that's what a top manager does so so fair play to him and as I said he's he's been brought in to get us to the Euros and, and he's on course to do that so and again it must be a good atmosphere in the squad of guys who are getting called up later coming in and doing well it shows that there's, there's a United front within the squad of these guys are coming in feel comfortable uh, so fair play to Stevie Clark he's doing his job I think he'd be a good manager to play under yeah yeah, I've heard players that have played under him at, at Kilmarnock I spoke to a few and his tactical side of it he's, he's brilliant but also man management he's really good he's one of the managers that you would run through brick walls and I kind of see this coming through in this Scotland team um, it looks of the enjoyments back I remember looking back with Gordon Strachan should never have let him go in the first place I seen a, a Scotland team where playing with a smile on their face yeah. and enjoying themselves and going and, and having a go at, at teams and I see this now starting to come back 
under Stevie Clark. We spoke about it last week. Too too much chopping and changing. There's you know yeah, Gordon Strachan probably when you think about it on reflection should have been given longer in the job. And, and Stevie Clark, we should just say we should just decide he's the man. Give him time. He needs time. And and I think now you're beginning to see a, the reason for giving him time. Yeah, definitely. And, and what what you both are saying is spot on because when you look at the players, okay, it's maybe not the best performances yeah. in the world, but everyone is working working hard. You know, you could see even the substitutes that come on, they're given their, their lot for the manager. And that's when you know that... I, I never enjoyed job. watching Scotland. Gordon Strachan took over. I was actually wanting to sit down and watch Scotland. Yeah. I was getting excited watching them, supporting your nation. What you should be doing. Mm. Then, obviously, we went through another bad time now, Stevie Clark. Listen, the football's no ideal. We all get that. But you know what? He knows how to get results, the guy. He's an experienced campaigner. But we keep going on about Kilmarnock. Look at the clubs he's managed. Look at the clubs yeah. he's coached yeah. at. And, and the guys he's got a wealthy experience. Yeah. And, and the managers he's worked with as well. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously taken something from everybody he's worked with. And he's worked with some of the best. Yeah, so would, you, would you take those good performances to win games? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You would, yeah. yeah. At this stage, yeah. I mean, you know, but, but you know, maybe let's, let's say in two years' time, in two years time yeah. we've actually qualified for and played at a European Championship finals by being not very good to look at, but we're there. You know, I think at that point we're probably looking for a bit more entertainment yeah. but I think where we're at and where we've come from I'll take that all day yeah. I just want to see them win and get to a major tournament yeah. then we'll sort it as it goes on yeah. I mean, almost but, in your lifetime you know, there's Barry played at the, the highest level fantastic player but didn't get to finals yeah. and, and that team should have shouldn't it that oh, team, your team should have got to yeah. a final shouldn't it yeah there was a lot of, a lot of quality in that team yeah. a lot of so why didn't you think we just come up against better opposition on the day. But a bit of, if we got a wee bit of luck, I think we may have done it. Um, as you know, you need a wee bit of luck in the game. I've had um, none of it, that's why I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, well, I, I see potential in this squad, as I said. Uh, look, we're, we're looking real tough to score against now. We just need to sort out that going forward um, tactic now. So um, Andy Considine this time last week thereabouts was called in and at the age of 33 made his debut. Emotional, if I'm honest with you. It's been a long time since I've been involved in a Scotland setup, But I suppose it's just always believing that one day you'd maybe get the call. 33 now and obviously getting the call the other day was, you know, was <laughs> completely out of the blue. But uh, over the moon and obviously delighted to be a part of you know such, such a great win and keep a clean sheet. It's, it's been a fantastic night. I think it's great to hear that, isn't it? The yeah. raw, raw emotion from Andy Considine, a, a grizzled old professional at the age of, of 33, <laughs> but he's like a, a 12-year-old again, having won his first senior Scotland call-up. He was chuffed about his, his friends and family, taking as much delight in it as hear the he emotion did. there, couldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think w w what we're hearing from Scotland players is we're hearing from them speaking from the heart, whether it's Lyndon Dykes um, or Ryan Porteous, believing and being brash and confident or... or it's, it's Andy Considine pouring out his heart about how much a, a, a senior squad, a senior Scotland cap means to him. And, and, and I think these, these are all great things to hear. Honestly, I've got so much respect for Andy Considine. I, I came through, the, he's talking about the, a while since he's been a Scotland setup. Mm. I came through as a kid with Andy Considine. Oh, the under 19s? And, well, of course, you're the same age, aren't you? 13s, yeah. 14s, yeah. 15s, 16s, other way yeah. And again, I'll use him as a perfect example for are you the same kids. age as him? Uh, same I thought age you me. were younger than him well I'm a year younger but I played the year above oh, myself right. so it was that good <laughs> uh, <laughs> but again a prime example of kids you know Andy would tell you himself not the most talented guy in the world but the most dedicated the most hard working and I loved his interview I thought oh, it was brilliant I actually well, enjoyed I just about listening to say that. I, I was watching it last night and it was emotional 
Did you have a wee tear in your eye? No, no, he was filling out a wee bit, and I yeah. love to see that. Listen, he's never had a, an opportunity. 33 year old, it just shows you that if you keep going and you keep performing consistently, the door might open for you. Yeah. And he's went and he's took his opportunity because last night he was fantastic. Last night, I thought the boys were brilliant. I felt we could have maybe grabbed a couple more. You know, I thought we created some really good chances, but all in all, we, we were solid as a team. Reduced them to, to very little. I don't think Ma Big Marsh had much to do. So as a team performance, brilliant. But uh, keeping that clean sheet, you know, you're you're always more than likely to win the game. I think he's got better as well yeah. as a player, hasn't he, Andy Considine? Doesn't always happen, but I think he's playing the best football of his career right now. Yeah, I think I think you've seen that Rob by the fact that Dell went and put him at left back for a while. Mm. You know, I think five years ago you could never put Andy Rob, uh, Andy Constantine, sorry at left back. You know, he was a centre back and that was it. He was a header and kicker. I think Rob's right. I think he's got much better on the ball. He's went and played left back for Aberdeen. He's played in big games in Europe. And I think he, uh, Andy Constantine's one of the guys. If we came up against a good player and you said to Andy Constantine, go and man mark him, go and stop him playing. Andy Constantine would be up for that job. I like how aggressive he is. He wants to defend. They're the types that you need in a, in a Steve Clark team. You, you get what's on the label. Yeah. You know what you're getting with him. Simple, basic stuff. Good defender, and as you say, I think he has got better by experience, there's no doubt about it. And just just yep. recapping, Paul, the, the, the breaking news that, that Paul Hanlon of Hibs, you better say the same thing. Uh, Paul Hanlon of Hibs, we mentioned earlier in the show, has been called up to the squad, and that is chiefly as cover, of course, because Liam Cooper, the lead skipper, is injured, and Andy Robertson, the Scotland skipper, of course, is suspended after his yellow card last night. I think it's two yellows in six games, and he, and he, get, and he gets a ban for that. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, so he'll go and play there, Greg Taylor, play left wing back? Yeah. Again, Neil Lennon will be sweating, won't he? You know, yep. he's not played in a week and a half. He'll go and play three, this game. You know, three days before the old firm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy Robertson's booting. Was yeah. it for booting the ball away? It was. That was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. silly. That was most unlike him. I, I, I wasn't I know, sure. I, do you know what? When I was watching, I was like, "What's he doing?" I've, I know. I've never seen him. Was it that just frustration? He's on. Maybe, maybe there is a bit of frustration creeping in because I didn't really get it. I, no. I couldn't quite work out why he'd what, done that. Was it not a foul anyway? Yeah, it was a foul. Yeah. It was a clear cut, but maybe it is a bit of frustration with, with Andy Robertson because he's not obviously brung the same form that he, he has at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so that might creep in a wee bit, but that's disappointing. You lose your, you lose your skipper. There is other breaking news as well that uh, there's going to be no SFA punishment for Steven Gerrard, the Rangers manager, after those comments he made uh, after the Dundee United game last month. That was the challenge by Ryan Edwards on um, the injured Morellas, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think he was asking the question about whether the outcome would have been different had the boot been on the other foot. Go on. I, know, I would have said the same thing. Um, but ugh, I didn't expect anything to happen with that. Look, he, he's sticking up for his, his player. Listen, it was it was a bit over the top. Um, was it a red card? No, I, I don't think so. I said at the time, I didn't think oh, it was. He got a that red. big gash, didn't he? He got the gash, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's followed through. But the comments of the manager, the manager's only saying what he thinks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't see the reason why there would need to be an SFA no, issue with no, it. Why is it an inquiry? Well, no. well do, do the Scottish FA not have bigger fish to fry exactly. at the moment? Well, they're borrowing five million, million today, which is yeah. the other headline. They're getting yeah. it from Santander and it's the business bounce back loan. So it just shows you because of COVID, no money coming in at the gates and they're, they have to borrow five million. Absolutely, but um, you know, and it, but it just puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? We're we're battling demons at the moment in Scottish football, trying to keep it going, trying to keep it alive, uh, and th that sort of tittle tattle about what a manager said after the match really doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, listen, we've got more important things going on in, in football than 
than that kind of nonsense. Um, it'd be interesting to see that £5 million. Is that for the clubs to help them out through the... That's what we need to find out. But yeah. it, I mean, the, ultimately, the running of the SFA, clubs, I, I take it, you know, yeah. I, yeah. to keep these part-time clubs going, they need they need help. Well, let's hope it does drip down through the game to to those who need it most. But yep. even teams outside Celtic and Rangers, I mean, even Premier League teams will need this money, won't they? Is it that time already? It is, yeah. Sai, you're not on until Friday. Friday, but you'll come on tomorrow night. But Scotland Wednesday night prediction from you, Sai Ferry. I'm going to go nil nil. Nil nil. It's all it's all like it's all like Scott I can go for. I was going to go now, now. I'll go one each. One each, yep. And, uh, well, Rob, you'll be with us every night this week. We're here, five till seven. Uh, Barry, good luck tomorrow night then. Dundee United yes. await Kelty Hearts. Good luck with your homework. Yep. yep. And for you, Si, Brecon Yeah, City. up at the hedge. Yeah. Oh, no, it's at Peterhead, sorry. It's I Peterhead. My head's all yep. over the place. Yeah, hoping for another one. Uh, keep the Peterhead train rolling. Let's go. Thanks to everyone for joining us. We're back tomorrow night at five. Thanks so much. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.